0: Alright guys, so I'm excited about this word that we got tonight. Are you guys excited? Wow. Yeah, that's right. Because we should always be excited to hear from God, right? Amen. Yeah, you guys are going to learn. You're going to get there. So I'm really excited because this is what I believe. I believe that you are called to be different. Amen. Amen. You know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we're gonna kind of jump off the same scripture here, but you are a light in this world. You're called to be a light in this world, but you're called to also be different in this world, amen? You are called to reach people, you are called to speak to people, you are called to bring people to Jesus because you know Jesus, so therefore you should be able to display yourself in a way that leads people to Jesus, amen? Because there's something that's different about you than the rest of the world. Those that don't know Jesus and then those that do know Jesus have something completely different about them. And what I believe is that those that know Jesus as their Lord and as their savior, they are this light, they are this love and they are a beacon of hope and restoration and peace for those that need it, amen? Say this after me, I am called to be different. Yeah, all right, so let's go over here to Matthew 5, 14. It says, you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Say, I'm called to be different. Let's pray real quick and get our hearts ready to receive tonight. Father God, I just thank you that you are awesome and that you're here in this room with us tonight and that you are ministering your love to us, that you're ministering all of your goodness to us, Lord, that you are giving us inspiration, you're giving us encouragement and you're teaching us and you're guiding us and you're showing us how important it is to live a life that is separated from the world and connected with you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Over here in Romans 1, it says, Paul, a servant of Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the holy scriptures concerning his son, Jesus, who is descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection resurrection from dead Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all nations, including you, say, including me, who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. So what's amazing here, what Paul is saying is here is that I've been set apart because I know Jesus, but you also are called to be set apart because you know Jesus. And maybe you're in this room tonight, you're like, I don't really know Jesus yet. Boy, you're gonna. Tonight, we're gonna teach you what it's like to live a life with Jesus Christ. And you're gonna wanna know Jesus after tonight. I believe that, amen? Because Jesus is awesome. Wow, real quiet. Jesus is awesome. Yeah, that's right. And he wants to be an integral part of your life. You know, we've talked about this many times ago over in Hebrews 12. It talks about he's an all-consuming fire. God is an all-consuming fire. I mean, he wants to be all involved in all the things that concern you for your life. From your thoughts, to your worries, to your fears, to the things that you deal with in your body or the relationships you deal with, like God wants to be present in those things. But what's amazing here, we're, we're getting a little off track there, but God is so involved in your life and God is so about you that he wants to use you to bring people closer to him. Because this Jesus that you now know, I hope and pray that you also want people to know. Because now this peace that you've experienced, this joy that you've experienced, this love that you've experienced, this forgiveness that you've experienced, you want to give it to someone else. Amen? You know, the word of God says, freely you have received, freely we should give. We don't want to hold on to this for ourselves. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago. I had all these cookies up here and I was like, "Man, it'd be crazy if like, you know, I just like didn't give you guys these cookies." And you guys were like, "That's so mean." Like, "Oh, I want a cookie or whatever." And so you are like, "I don't want a cookie anyway." And it's like, "Well, fine. No big deal. It's whatever. I at least offered you the cookie." So, we don't want to hold it all to ourselves. We don't want to hold Jesus to ourselves because people are meant to know him and experience him the same way we have. Amen. So, we've been called to be set apart. We've been called to be different. So let me ask you this. Do I have any soda lovers in the room? Like people that are just like, you probably drink way too much soda. Like you love soda. Who, who is, well, let me ask you this before we get started. Who likes Coca-Cola? Uh, <laughs> someone's like, no. Who likes Coca-Cola? All right, I will take two volunteers. I'm not, I'm just going to like, I'm going to And whoever it looks like I'm pointing at, that's, that's going to be one of them. Who's that? I think that's Ava. Okay, (laughs) Leah's like kind of like kind of getting out of the way. She's like, I don't know. Let's see here, all right. Should I like spin around? Oh gosh, I'm like, end up pointing at the wall. All right, is there anyone in this vicinity that wanted to be a part? Yes? Alex, all right, come up here. Ava, come up here. This is what I want you guys to do. Take this cup and take this cup. There you go. What I want you to do is pour yourself a nice good serving of this Coke. You can take as much as you want. I don't care. It's up to you in this moment. Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm really nervous that it's just going to, like, slide out from under you. As much as you want. You can have a little. You can have a lot. All right, you're good. All right. Here you go, sir. Your turn. Make me nervous, man. Don't worry about that. All right. So I want you guys to take, like, a, Big old swig, like you're just so excited, you're just loving it. Is it good? Really? Yeah? Is it good? Okay, all right, put those down. Take a new cup. Take a new cup. And please, please partake again. Everyone's like, "It's sprite and soy sauce. Like, that would have been way better. Is that the first one that you just took a drink of? Okay, all right. <laughs> you got like a really small. you went real hard on the first one. You're scared. Why are you scared? I wouldn't hurt you. I would never do that. I would never be that person. Now 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 take a, a nice a good gulp. Be brave. What do you think? They taste the same. Why don't you taste them side by side? Yeah, tastes different. What do you think is different about these two? This one's stronger than this one. So this is what this is about. This one right here is Coke. And this one right here is also Coke. However, this one right here is Diet Coke. And now that you know it's Diet Coke, and now that you've experienced it as Diet Coke, you've probably, you said this one was stronger, meaning it was probably like what? Regular, a little bit sweeter, maybe a little bit more appetizing, a little bit more palatable. Do you want more of it now? <laughs> no, you don't trust me anymore. So, so here's my thought. Here's my thing. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you guys so very much. So you can you may be seated. Sure, if you want, you can have both of those. Ugh, gross. What? Sure, you can have Ava's. I don't care. <laughs> Ugh. Here you go, you can have Ava's, I don't care, go for it. She's like, no, I don't want it here, I'll just put it right here. All right, so at a glance, these both seem very similar and these both seem like, all right, they're Cokes, it's no big deal, it's fine. But here's my thing, once you've experienced regular Coke and you've experienced the sugar and the goodness that is in regular Coke, you cannot in good conscience go to Diet Coke because it's not as good, it's not as sweet. It's not as wonderful. It's not as a blessing to your life because the sugary goodness that's in regular Coke is way better than the bitterness, the nastiness of Diet Coke. So this is what I believe, guys. We might look like the world at a glance. We might seem like we are the same, but there is something within us that sets us apart from the rest of this world. There is something in us that can bring comfort to the world. There's something in us that can bring peace to the world. There's something within us that gives us strength to be light and to be love in this world. And that's something that we should be proud of and that we should use to our advantage because people need to experience this. People need this in their life too, amen? So let me show you how to do this. Over here in Romans 12, one through two, it says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies, give your Coke vessels as living sacrifices to God because he will find them acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a person, into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Sometimes it can be tempting to not shine bright. Sometimes it can be tempting to not be loving. Sometimes, you know, the world tends to be all about me, 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 mine, mine, mine. How does this benefit me? How does this, what does this this look like for me? What's this gonna do for me? But we as believers, it's all about him. And it's all about people. Because what are the great commandments again? Love God with all your heart and then love your neighbor as yourself meaning what we need to do as a believer, as a light in this world, everything that we should be doing should be a reflection of our God and his glory and our love for his people. If you skip down over into Romans 12, nine, it says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them, hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. Keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Now that sounds crazy. Be happy with those that are happy. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. One thing that's really helped me and I believe like God is trying to, to get to you guys tonight is that in the same way that God loved me and my mess and the things that maybe I've messed up in or the things that maybe I've done or or this, that, and the other, God God saw me for me and he loved me. And the thing that he's challenged me to do, and I believe this being said all throughout these verses is that we need to put on a new Mindset. We need to transform our mind. We have to get to an understanding of like, we need to see people the way God sees them. Over in John three sixteen, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And in verse 17, it said, God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but in order that the world might be saved through him. People in this world can experience him through your good deeds, through your love, through your prayers, through your blessings. When we shine bright like a city set on a hill and we do these things for people that it might not seem like they're deserving of. Like that guy in the lunchroom that's always being a jerk to you when you're just trying to get your food and you're like, you know what, I'm going to buy his lunch today. I feel like that guy would be like, what the crap just happened? You just, what? I'm mean to you and you just bought me lunch? Like, what the heck, man? Or like, there's people on your bus and they're gossiping and they're just being annoying and they're talking about other people. And then maybe you come in the conversation and you say like, hey guys, <laughs> it's not really cool because those guys are my friends or hey, they didn't really do anything. Like, why are you guys talking about them? Like, let's change the subject. Let's talk about something else. And I know that seems like that might be a big, bold step, but if you have the opportunity to do so, like we got to step up. We got to be bold in our faith. We got to be bold in our love. We got to be bold as a light. You know, I almost did another example of us like flicking on and off the light switch because sometimes it might seem like, okay, in certain situations, I'm going to turn off my light. In other situations, I'm going to turn on my light, but we're meant to just like this room, keep the lights on. Light provides comfort, it provides peace. Like if we turned off all the lights in this room, especially in this room, it'd get so dark that we would not be able to see. We would not be able to get about because there's no natural light in this room whatsoever. There's no windows. It'd be so dark, it'd be pitch black. But luckily, thankfully, we have the lights on. And you guys can see what's in front of you. You guys can see who's to your left and who's to your right. You can see where the exits are. You are safe because you're in the light. And God just wants us to be bold, to share that light with other people so that way they too can be safe in the light. I have another story from scripture real quick for you guys. And this is one that I've always enjoyed. It's over here in Luke chapter 19, starting in verse one. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region. and He had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. I relate, bro, I've always been short. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree behind, beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. And Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus Jesus to his house and in great excitement and joy, but the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Now, if you don't really know what's really happening here for context reasons, Zacchaeus was a tax collector. And a lot of times back in these days, tax collectors were hired by the Romans. And they were usually of Jewish descent, at least in this area of what was happening here. And they were hired by the Romans. And the Romans were like, look, you collect taxes for us. And then if you want, you can take more, but you, you can have it for yourself. So if taxes were only a dollar, and I went up to you and I said, "Hey, taxes are five dollars today, and I took one of your dollars, gave it to the government, and I kept four for myself, because legally, the Romans said, "I can do that if I want to." So people did not like tax collectors because they thought they were thieves, they thought they were jerks, they thought they were crooks, and they were considered bad people. How many feel like you know of some bad people in your schools? maybe in the community, I don't know. I don't know what your walk of life is, but I mean, I, I've been there before. I've, I've judged books by covers. You know what I mean? I've judged people that I, they didn't deserve that judgment. and I just assumed things about them. And or maybe rightfully so, they've done some things that are clearly very bad and I've made up my mind like, that's a bad dude. But Jesus, even in this man's badness, He saw him. He saw him and knew he needed his love. He knew he needed his forgiveness. He knew he needed restoration. He knew he needed love. He needed to meet with him. Now, in this account, there's like a verse difference of like Zacchaeus went to Jesus, or Jesus went to Zacchaeus' home and all of a sudden Zacchaeus is like, I'm giving everything away. And it's just like, whoa, what happened here? But the reason that I believe this is there is because in between those verses, I mean, there's just, there's so many different ways that you can be loving you can be kind and you can listen to people. And I I believe that the word of God would have given us a very distinct, descriptive situation for us to follow like a script to help people come to Jesus. But really every single person is different. Every person responds to love in a different way. Every person needs very specific things. And so Jesus gave Zacchaeus exactly what he needed in that moment. And so we, us being led by the Spirit of God, we being, us having, uh, being a child of the light, when we encounter those, we encounter people that need what we have on the inside of us, I believe this, you will be led by his voice, you will be led by his Spirit, and you will know exactly how to love them, how to pray for them, the right words to say, the right things to do for them. Be confident about the light that lives within you. Be confident about who Jesus is in your life and be confident that the Holy Spirit will tell you what to do. And whatever you do, don't change yourself to fit in. Don't change yourself to turn off your light switch around certain situations and certain people. I ask and pray that you be bold, and leave your light on because you're called to be different, amen. I wanna pray for you guys real quick. If you guys will bow your heads. Father God, I just thank you for every single person in this room tonight. I just thank you that you're equipping them tonight, that you're encouraging them tonight, that you're provoking them tonight, that you're giving them a boldness to walk in their difference, to, to, to be strong in their faith and to shine bright, to shine brighter, in their schools and in their homes and their daily walk with you, God. Give them courage. Give them leadings and give them guidance in every area of their life, Father God. Encourage them to be proud of who they are in you so that they can lead others into your love and into your light.